Okay, last call. Order now before I turn on the lights and you really see what's going on with yourselves. I feel, like coming really? on, I feel like coming on a track like designer. No. I can't do that? No. All right, I won't do that. Every, every week has got to be something different. How y'all doing, folk? Uh, welcome to the Last Call Podcast. Uh, my name's Ken. I am Fab. Are you? <laughs> yes, she is. <laughs> Don't do this. I'm, uh... Who are you? Timmy, 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 Turner. Wait a minute. What are you guys drinking? I'm Dave. I'm Dave. <laughs> Oh hey Fab, what's up? Um, so how y'all doing? We're uh, not there yet, Fab. We're um. Uh, I'm the only one without a cup. We're we're in the barroom right now. As you can see, we're having a little conversation going on. Barkeep. Um, th- <laughs> send one over. Send another one over. Um, yeah. So we're over here chilling, uh, having a good time uh, in the bar. We're just getting off our uh, fresh off our Independence Day weekend. Um, it was a long weekend. We yeah. There goes Dave with his. <laughs> Sound effects, cipher sounds effects, and in the background. Dave, we're gonna get it. We're gonna get a drop of that. David is in the fridge right now. Yeah, refilling the cup. Dave, are you refilling the cup for Fab? All right, so stop. I can't have any more drink. Yeah, it. <laughs> we. So, like I said, it's been a long weekend, and apparently, we just haven't stopped. Um, Fab, how was your weekend? The weekend was pretty amazing. Right. I must say, I'm in the current state because of at Cleverly Chloe. <laughs> I'm fucking fucked up right now. At Cleverly, Cleverly Chloe. Okay. And What's up, News Chloe? 11. How you doing? Shout out to both of y'all. They will be a future guest, both of them. No. It's fruit punch? Yes. It's too much sugar. I don't want this. Um, <laughs> but yeah. I may have pregame before I got here, but bit. it's everything's fine because it's last call. You're supposed to, yeah, it's a bar. The weekend you can be was as amazing, as you though. It was a great Fourth of July weekend. While I don't appreciate mm-hmm. Independence Day as an American, just because we were slaves when that American holiday happened, stay woke. Um, I do appreciate the day off from work. Right, I think as we all do, we all yeah. work very hard, um, especially when it's. You know, we have these beautiful summer days outside when yes. it's 85 and 87 and the sun is out and everybody's in a jovial spirit That's and everybody jovial. just want to have a good time. Um, you know, and you're outdoors and you have your barbecues and you have your drinks are flowing. It's a good time. And uh, it puts everybody in a good feeling, in a good mood. For sure. And, uh, you know, sets off the summer uh, lovely in a nice rotation. Dave, what did uh, what did you get into this weekend? good time wasn't it um i yeah i i mean I, I linked up with you guys pretty much most of the um most of the weekend for sure unfortunately fab had a day event then a night event then a day event then a day event then a night was event a lot going on. it was like trying to catch that shit was like man i was like fuck yeah. and i live in brooklyn too so like i was trying to stay fresh you know to catch my drift um, Jules, you know our, our homeboy Jules. He was on the podcast before. He yeah. had a lot going on at his house. Yep. A lot of people was crashing, and I was like, I'm not prepared for like a big dude summer slumber party. Yeah, I no. like my bed too. Yeah, 
so big up to um big to um dude slumber party. Yeah, well, I mean, so he had some friends in town from uh, from Cali. Shout Pauls. out to big up to, to Ricky Tan and Ricky Tan and, and e. Uh, e was in town. You know, we, we try to show them some guys good time every time they're out here in New York because they show us a, a, a hell of a time when they're out or when we're out in uh, in L.A. Um, <clears throat> the weekend was dope. It was you know, luckily for the most part, we had good weather. Um, mm. Like Dave said, Fab had a lot of events going on, so we tried to catch it. I actually rolled up to one um, on was that Friday night? That was, was that Saturday, Saturday night? night. So Saturday, Saturday night. night, yeah. So um, at Underbar, um, Fab was DJing. She had the whole entire um, night to herself, and we was trying to get down there to you know show off the flows. We we were at La Marina earlier Saturday, um, and after we got back from La Marina, we tried to head over there. Um, I got over there, dropped some people off. But apparently they didn't allow guys with shorts on, which was a, you know, blew my junk because I had jeans in my car, but I figured I'd be able to get them with shorts because I heard there were people over there with shorts. Um, dude stunning on me at the door, so I had to take a cab back to my car, get my jeans out my car, drive mm-hmm. my car back over. By the time I drove back over, I see Fab walking out. Well, <laughs> your, the, the people you dropped off were also late, so okay. both ways. It, it you, wouldn't have, yeah, right, I wouldn't have caught you said either me, way. Okay. Which was fine. It was... Um, under bar in Harlem and I was done by like 2, 2.30 and that's when you guys arrived gotcha. which is all good but um, well, said I late. was there since 9 yeah. well 2 a.m. is late we, we, we was kind of drunk so we was like late yeah, me y'all were on 4 o'clock c- y'all were on CP time <laughs> no, it was like it was, the like, one, is it was like 2 o'clock the, the shade is yeah it was 2 o'clock when I, I was done by like 2.15 2.20 okay. um, the shade the shade was that by 2.15 I was like I didn't see the manager and he was like, oh, yeah, we close at four. But, like, nobody told me in advance right. that I was supposed to be playing Spinning till four. all the way. Yeah, exactly. Nine to four, four a.m. is a little That's aggressive. A lot, yeah, a I would have definitely set. called a friend to, like, definitely do some <laughs> sure. sort of set. Right. But um, otherwise, it was it was dope. Like, speak, the speakeasy in Harlem um, under bars is, is right. a good look. So, um, yeah, if you're ever in Harlem and you need somewhere to go to late night, that's a good place to go. Dope. Yeah, like I said, it was, a, it was a beautiful weekend, so it was also a nice weekend for, you know, rooftop events. Mm-hmm. And um, me and Dave, we ha- we happened to link uh, in Brooklyn at some dope-ass roof spot. I mean, I, I've, it, the unfortunate part, because it was, it was a cool vibe. There was a lot of people up there. There was a lot of drinks out. It was just, like, free rain. The only thing was, there was no lights so you really couldn't see the person in front of you and i got was this? i got there at them. nighttime it yeah. was already the sun already set by yeah it was there. in it was a, it was at a rooftop in bed uh, uh in brooklyn on uh, friday yeah oh no this is saturday. Saturday. dave saturday no this wasn't saturday because we saw you saturday so this had to be sunday yes uh, yes it was sunday weren't y'all at somebody else's house uh, so we i mean we went to a barbecue or i went to a barbecue early on saturday on uh, sunday <laughs> It was a good time. Where I was at. <laughs> 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 I was, I, I was, I had, like I said, the weekend was long, so on uh-huh. Sunday. Was that Sunday? It was Sunday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it, was, it, was, it, was a, it was a barbecue. We went to a barbecue on Long Island. Oh. Um, <laughs> it was a good time. Saw some cool people in there. Wow. Some real cool people. Some real, yeah. real, you know. What? You, what? Real cool. Yeah, it was a family. Bo- it was people. <laughs> <laughs> Some real I find you cool. I like that. No, it was a good time. So I mean it was it was a big barbecue and you know we bumped into some people there, you know. <laughs> bumped. <laughs> yeah, Kenny too cool for me. Though. Kenny is too cool for school right now. No, nah, it was a good time. So then after that we um we linked Kenny up. Kenny was mad because mama said knock you out. <laughs> and I ducked. Um That's the place he was at. <laughs> uh, 
It was a good time. It was a good time. I had some burgers. I had some good ass. Um. Uh. Uh. Oh, let me tell you. So there was a burger there. Actually, and you know who made it? E did. E got on the grill. That's how acclimate. I bought. I brought like three, four strangers to the party, to the barbecue. All three of those four strangers were treated better than family on the way out. This is how acclimated they got themselves into. He was on the grill making these fire-ass jerk burgers. Like burgers that were seasoned with jerk sauce. By far the best burger I've probably had in my life. E? I, I'm willing to go on Wait, record and state e? that. E R E that was here last week. No, not R E that was here last California week. I'm about e from e. California. Oh, okay. Yeah, he got on the grill and started working oh, some magic. Yeah, he, he, he put it down. He he likes to brag about his St. Louis upbringing, his 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 Saint indoctrination into Caribbean the barbecue. Well, I mean, he he got he and put himself in the position of the grill man and knew that there were some Caribbean people there so mm. I guess he he threw some jerk seasoning well you know like I said he's from St. Louis so he likes to big himself up on his knowledge of the barbecue culture yeah it's, it's St. Louis got some good barbecue I got some good barbecue down yeah, there you can uh, go sign that I know he said jerk so that threw me off Ohio you know we really be grilling you know so I do my ain't nobody said damn thing about Ohio I do my thing on the grill that's only I'm more so just talking about what's your favorite thing to cook Dave Um, I'm really like I have like this like uh like this Dave's world famous um, Cajun chicken pasta that okay. I Ooh. it's like my favorite thing to do. At what date do you cook that for your shorty? Well, like does she have to? It depends. That? I mean, I don't know. I, or is that a girl wife? I dated uh, some time back? Um, I made her like like stuffed chicken with. Like a, like a smashed potato. Mm, not the mash. Not mash. Right, but smash. Smash potato to go along with, with like the some, knife. You know, like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> leads into further intent. We'll talk about that later. With some like with some sauteed kale. But like, like do yeah. you wait for like a like is that your seal the deal meal? Like what I don't is that? Know. Like That's when like do a, you make has that, that meal? Has that meal sealed the deal? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, is that, that like happened. I want to wife her So I'm going to make her This smash I'm going to tell you what happened I was with some friends And like a, a A friend had like She had brought One of her friends That I had kind of met But didn't really meet mm-hmm. We were out like two, Like the night before And I was like This is when I was living In Harlem And I was able to go back Over there um, And they were like Oh we should cook Blah blah So I'm trying to be like Okay Alright let's see What's going on here Yeah yeah I'll cook If y'all just get the shit I'll cook Dave's hmm. ready let, the, let that be known Dave's putting it out there So we went to the grocery store If boom, you're uh, with the shits I have a question What's up? So if Shorty cook for you right And this is not our topic of the day but No, I, no, no it's just, it's, We're just gonna organically well, jump uh, into yeah. it Yeah Survive So if Shorty cook a whole meal for you right Right Are you washing the dishes yes. Without her yeah. asking Yes yeah, 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 yes. In a heartbeat For a person that doesn't What does that mean about them? Um, it's a chivalrous thing. Uh, well, consideration. I would, I would so, say he, he's not chivalrous. I would say maybe it's consideration. Maybe it's f- also upbringing. Like maybe um, mm. he comes from a. That's what I was gonna go. You down. know, like some guys come from cultures where their mom has like cleans their plate all the way up until exactly. now. Um, exactly. My dad is very like, man, go get this, man. Like mm. <laughs> since I was a younger. Yeah. Like my mom had been enslaved over the kitchen. Like nah, my my dad's my dad's one of those Bruh. like women or queens. These are my know. my mother like taped a uh, 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 literally like an eight by seven. Yes. Wash your own effing dishes. Mm. She called you when she was like, "Can't come get these dishes," yep. and there was one fork yep. in the sink. And I, that was I my said, mom's. "Yep." 
and literally you had to wash it and put it back you know what I'm saying leave the sink the way you left it mm-hmm. and that's just how I was raised so and my mother would always cook so um, for a woman that cooks for me I have no issue running because me if without put, them asking so listen right? so, so yeah. but my thing is usually there'll be a lot of times when I cook mm. that I'll cook the meal and I'll start cleaning before yeah, I yeah. even eat my yes, food yes clean as so you go you chop down the load yeah that's so that's Working how I smarter, that's how I move not, not harder. harder you know what I'm saying see I fucks with y'all. See, they don't make us like they used to. Nah, they don't. I mean, hey. Why, Fab? Did this situation happen? No, no, no. Recently? I was just wondering. I was did, just wondering. did you lay down a bomb-ass meal for some dude that ain't respect <laughs> yeah. how you got down? It's not about respect. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't about me. I was just, I don't know how we got into this. Anyways. <laughs> um, she running from it. She running from it. Don't do this. But the weekend was She's good. Gone. The weekend was crazy, man. Like, yesterday... There was, was a lot of shit going on like this weekend. Yeah, Fourth I didn't even. I, the, 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 the culmination of it was, yet, or at least what we thought was the culmination of it was uh-huh. yesterday. Um, Fab begs to differ. But the culmination for me this mm-hmm. weekend was was yesterday. Um, pulling up in the La Marina, walking the down the aisle. And, yeah, pulling up in the yacht. You know were saying, stepping off with the boat shoes and all that. No, I had that, right? Oh, no, I didn't have that. No, there um, was no yacht. But no, it's fine. We no, saw right. yachts, yeah. but they weren't ours. Yeah. You, I mean, you might have Yo, thought I heard came, the way we rolled in there. You might have thought we came up there. Yeah. We, we rolled Lenny in, S rolled in there. Who? I heard Lenny S rolled up in a um, the nigga from Rock from Rock Nation or whatever. He rolled up in a yacht, like with the Duce girls. I mean, and shit I like no, that. so not the Duce girls. So there was so um the dude. Matter of fact, the guy that got me into the Bad Boy reunion concert, mm. okay. Nick Storm. Oh. He happened to be there, and he works with Ciroc. Yeah, he works Ciroc with Diageo. Very heavy in there, right? So they had their own like little booth and cabana. Maybe two of them Johns to the left of the stage. Mm. Um, so he was in there. So that might have been who you saw. Might maybe not saying the Linnaeus wasn't there too, but I know like Nick Storm ran a whole entire joint that was going on uh, to the left of the stage. Um, we were on stage, um, you know, supporting our homegirl Fab. Came out. We taking mad flicks. Like yeah, we made it. You know what I'm saying? I caught I caught a picture of Fab. If you check my snap before it expires in like two seconds, there's a picture of her with her <laughs> tongue poking out. What? 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 Got, yeah, you didn't see that one. Did what? What? You? Got him. My tongue. Got it's literally what I put on there. Like, got him. It might be oh, gone. It shit. Might be gone though. Well, shout out to Intermix Group because they're the ones that threw the brunch and bees party okay. at La Marina yesterday. And of all the places, because I was DJing every single day of the weekend from Friday, right. Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Um, that might have been my favorite gig, and it was super dope. Mr. Cheeks performed. Mr. Cheeks came out, and the Lost Boys. Yep. Which is and motherfucking Skarsky was there. Yep. Like legendary stage was there. Was um, you were on, yeah. You were on stage for most of the night too. Yeah, I mean, I, my set was until about five thirty, okay. and then True Blends went on, and then. Um, First Choice went on, and then Chase B, and then Dean Nice. Okay. Like, it was a really, 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 really heavy DJ party, and a lot of people were there. There were, like, over a thousand people there. Yeah, no, it was pretty so, heavy. So, brunch and beats. I, um, I actually found my way on stage, too. Fast. Yes, Ken. Fab I was like, Ken, what you doing? Fab turned around. was like, what are you doing? Get your black ass off. I am like, I'm here. I told you I was going to make it. Yeah. I said, I told you I was going to make it on this stage last episode, and I'm up here with my drink. Wilding. Ken was living his best life. Life I was. On I was. Stage. Did he have a fedora on? Um, no, not no. not yesterday. No, okay. I only wore a fedora one day this week. 
Did you? Yeah, I did. I didn't see it, but it's all good. (laughs) (laughs) It was a fedora kind of weekend. But yeah, no, we had a lot of fun yesterday, man. Yeah, like if you you um, linked with us, you had a good time with us. We appreciate y'all. Mr. Cheese was there. Renee was everything to me. Fucking um, made my day. Hmm. The, the, The unsung hero of this weekend, though. Who? Rooftops. Rooftops in New York City. No, but that's Fourth of July every year. This is this is why if you're out of town, if you don't live in New York City, Fourth of July weekend is the weekend to be in New York City because you could be on any rooftop and see fireworks. Yeah. And that's like my favorite time to be in the city. And I'm always the person that's like, nah, I get out the city. But Fourth of July, any rooftop, even though most of the fireworks happen on the east, east side, side right. you can still see them because. Either a hood niggas get their hands on fireworks. Oh, see, that's why I was gonna go because <laughs> I definitely listen. Driving home last night, you see them. I so I'm walking to my car and I I see somebody. I'm maybe about five cars, six cars from my car, mm. and someone's rolling out like a a trap of fireworks <laughs> that's about to set them off. But off. but listen, so it was it was like slightly raining. So I thought he because he didn't so he didn't light it. He pulled it back. I thought he was gonna set it off, mm. but he pulled it back. So I'm like, all right, I can make it to my car. I take five more steps, maybe two more cars closer to my car, and then all of a sudden there's <laughs> like right in front of my car. Yeah. I said, ooh, right, don't give it any fucks. No. And then that literally happened maybe three more, four times on the way outside of the city back to Queens. So yeah, literally, if you're on a rooftop, it doesn't matter if you're looking at the the fireworks on the on the uh, on the uh, um, East River, or they're shooting up. On shit, they've been lighting fireworks off since like shit Thursday, Friday. It's all week oh, kind of ting, mm. yo. But like the best ones are obviously on Fourth of July yeah. or the Sunday before if Fourth of July ends up on a Monday. But yeah, it's the best time to be in the city, yo. Just go get yourself on a rooftop and you'll see the fireworks. It's super, super, just super dope. Yeah, Chuck, <laughs> stop going away to Turks and Caicos, bro. Turks Fuck and you. Caicos, the um. Honeymoon city of the world. Nah, <laughs> he went there with a bunch of niggas. Oh shit! <laughs> Jesus Lord. Hey. Boom. If y'all notice, I've been doing this this last episode. It doesn't sound like it's stopping anytime. I love so. it. I love it so much. I need to, y'all, y'all, Ty, can we it's, give me a little button? No, nah, you can have your own button, bro. Nah, it's this? organic <laughs> this way. <laughs> um. What are exactly y'all drinking the, this so, week? So by the way? what? <laughs> you record my shit That'd be funny as shit uh, that would, I would use that as a drop In a party me, 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 me. Yeah, not, not the actual sound No Dave's His sound. Dave sound I'm here for it Hey New age With the shits um, So we've been drinking on um, A little bit of a, it, Since it's, it's about 85 90 degrees day It was pretty hot So we, um, we came up with a cocktail That was a little bit more refreshing Wouldn't oh. you say Dave? Man It's, it's hot Hot as the dickens outside And Whoa. uh Oh, this is a. It's hot as a dick. Whoa, whoa that's not what I said. <laughs> I said it's, it's hot as the dickens. So it's oh, like the I heard it's hot as the But I can dick. easily see how it'd be misinterpreted. Oh my god! Hot as the dick hot? You hot though? Wow. Nah. <laughs> it's hot as a dick. <laughs> Fab like saying that word a little too much. I'm sorry. Nah, it's the right amount. It's the right amount. What? But um, so so what we been, what we uh, what we make. <laughs> We make cocktails of stop it. Oh god. Um so what we did was made uh so what Barefoot has done uh for the oh. summer, um Barefoot has come out with uh cans, right? But as well as regular bottles, seven fifty bottles. Really? Yeah, and what they are are they're uh 
I don't, the way I term it is wine beer. Because it's not. It's just carbonated wine. It's carbonated wine, so okay. it's like so it has um, a little bit of spritz to it. So you can add. So you could drink it straight, just fine. But you could also make cocktails with it. Like even if we had uh, Dave's having some more, he just popped his can right now. Um, so you can drink it straight, but you can also. Oh, it's over. He already opened it. Oh, all right. You can what? So you can uh, make cocktails with it. You can make it like if instead of using uh, Prosecco for like your Bellinis or whatever. Um, what do you have on Sundays? Mimosas. There you go. Them things. Jesus I don't. I don't. Lord. I don't like mimosas, so I, I wouldn't know. But so you can use it as a substitute for the. You know, Prosecco and stuff like that. So um, that's what we've done. We've made. Uh, so it's cram- a champagne situation. Um, it's not a champagne situation, but like I said, you it's know how bubbly. S- exactly. It's, bubbly. it's like a spritzer. A it's a spritzer. Okay. It's a spritzer. So like a wine cooler with like spritz. Exactly. Interesting. Exactly. How's it taste? Um, so refreshing. Yeah. Refreshing. It, it's a great refresh. So there's a fruit. It, there's a fruity one. It tastes like almost like a sangria. Oh. Almost. Uh, and then there's a, a red and a white one. Um, oh. So shout out to the good folks. So at barefoot. this is barefoot. This is barefoot, yeah. Yo, barefoot was like my gateway to wine with their yeah. moscato. Yeah. that was like what I was drinking in college. So get, I think that's so for everybody that drinks wine. The gateway is always moscato. Yeah. Um, and barefoot happens to sell the most moscato. So if that, you that started drinking sense. wine in the last four years. No, no, more than that. no. Let's say that going back further than that. Yeah. Anybody that drinks wine, even when no, seven maybe. What? That was in high school in 2007. Moscato? I wasn't drinking yeah. wine. No, I'm saying, but Moscato's been around since. Moscato's been around. It's a, been around, but we're of age. Yeah, even, I mean, drink. when I was, let's see, Moscato, like, really came out 2008, 2009. Right. Um, so, I was, like, 22 then. I wasn't even drinking wine. I didn't drink Moscato. wine until I was, like, 25, 26. Mm. Um, so, I mean, I started late. I, was, I started drinking late, period. I didn't start, I didn't like the taste of beer. I didn't like the taste Me of alcohol. Neither. Um, it wasn't until like into college where I got acclimated with, oh, I can drink this. Yeah, shit. we spoke about this. Box wine yeah. was like the first, <laughs> right. and then Moscato, and then you actually like got into it. Right, you develop your Devil palate. Springs. We found out that Hennessy is yummy. No, I didn't find out Hennessy was yummy until like 2012. <laughs> well, long as you're a part of the fold, that's all that matters. Right. But when you're in the Midwest and you have nothing else to do, it's a little different. Mm, I guess so. <laughs> I'll concur with that. I was um, in South, I was North Florida, so it's about the same thing. I ain't shit to do. True. And Hennessy is twenty seven dollars and ninety nine cents down there. Wait, say that again for the fifth. That's a good deal. Oh yeah, for a little bit. That's a great deal. Yeah. Um, Fab, I know you've been playing music all weekend, but yes. I know you probably have a, a music choice for us this I week. I do. That's well. so on okay. point. So, I fuck so with this you. one um, is gonna be super dope because I. Yesterday at Brunch and Beats, I met a couple of really dope people. Okay. Um, this artist named G Milano, right? Oh, you know him, Ty. Super dope. Okay, cool. So he's um, True Blend's homeboy, uh, DJ True Blend's, who's like actually legit one of my favorite DJs in New York City. Like scratches. Yeah, you saw him. Um, he was on after me. He scratched, like, he's legit super 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 legit like i vouch for him forever um so his homeboy g milano was there and he sent me one of his songs today and i listened to it and it's really really 
really dope. It kind of like mixes into the um, controller one dance okay. vibe. So, it's, so got a, figured, it's got a reggae vibe to it. Exactly. It's like a Don't really talk. good summer track. Feel good. Like everything's okay. positive. So I figured that we could premiere it here. Not yeah. premiere, but like it's it, it's one of his newest tracks. Um, you could check him on SoundCloud, uh, G Milano. And um, yeah, so here's his track. Okay. I'm anticipating this. I haven't heard it yet. Yeah, it's super dope. Hold on, let me pull it up. Right on, no. Call my, call my, call my kisses up tonight. All my love is yours tonight. And it's just up above us. I hope you know you can't fall in love with me I just need your company Baby, that's what's good And your love is so good Uh-huh And I need it right now Seat in town, swear I follow that ass round the globe. Just do a little wine for me. I love the way you ride to be. Come spend a little time with me. I know you know I got the free. And your love is so good. Uh huh. And I need it right now. Uh huh. And whenever I'm home. To pick up my phone and hit your line I need some company So that's G Milano Company, and it's his newest track. It's super dope, um, good feel-good summer mix, and you could check him on SoundCloud. Uh, he's a really dope dude. Um, check him out, yeah. Yeah. Me, 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 me. That, 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 was that, that actually could, that was fit perfect. With, that could fit with that song. Yeah, man, it's like a good, like, play in your car, like, or vibe with Shorty. You like, know, anytime you spot. think of that new dude that you're talking to or whatever, right? Yeah. Or that time you I just don't know saw. what that feels like. <laughs> <laughs> Dead niggas. Um, so I mean, before we go into, I actually want to ask y'all something real quick because yeah. it, it leads me into something that I've been wanting to talk about. Okay. And I'm, this is like, let's talk about an overall. Uh, 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 it seems like it's more prevalent now more than lately. Mm-hmm. How do y'all feel about reggae culture being sampled in a lot of mainstream music today? Mm-hmm. Um, me like being- so like okay so like with. Justin Bieber mm. had two really hot songs, you know, leading from the spring into the summer yeah. that were were dancehall oriented, um, or, or at least reggae music oriented. Um, Tory Lanez right now has a song out as a, a complete reggae sample. Yeah. Um, Drake 
um, uh, uh, fuck with me, one controller dance. and one yeah. dance. Like it seemed like it's it's very prevalent, but I don't see too many. Wait, reggae call artists. out those Justin Bieber joints for people that don't know you. Um, sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. yeah. Um, there's another one too. Um, the other. Um, hell, I was just listening to it like last maybe 24 hours ago. Um, whatever. But, um, but so do you not feel that it's very prevalent in society? But I don't see reggae artists. Well, being able to boom and pop with the same, I guess, success that these other artists that are using their reggae culture and the reggae image, sound and the, the dance image and the already gained popularity that they're like kind of using it as a medium through, though. That's why it's like, it's like if I say something and it's like, or like if DMX and me are telling you the same things, right? You're probably gonna take it differently. I mean, you're going to because it's gonna come off differently, or whatever. Like if I pray and DMX prays, my prayer sounds somehow a lot less violent, you know. So it's like not saying violence violence is like a thing about reggae culture, but I'm saying for reggae culture, it's like these acts they would have to be kind of like filtered through the mainstream little like you know how they like to keep it. They like to keep it looking a certain way. So if you got like a fucking Justin Bieber who his audience, no matter how he like gets tatted up and gets drug charges and shit like that, his audience is looking like white America ages 12 to 27 or whatever i think that they're looking at it as a safer bet and going to invest in it because also they have to invest in the actual thing to go worldwide if they didn't you know like it took a drake for like a whiz kid to go from over there to here so even a whiz kid had a record already right and i believe ha- is isn't whiz kid si- well was he signed to a uh, good I, music i have no idea mm. you're asking the wrong person right now because you know wale was like doing records with him like last year um, I mean, you know. So, what do you think, as a because you're Caribbean, Afro yes, beat. that's as Afro a Caribbean too, yeah. woman. Um, here's the thing with reggae and music and dancehall. Uh, the people, the Caribbean people, are always up on the dancehall tunes. Like we know exactly what's popping. We know the big tunes. We know what's coming out. We pay attention to that stuff. Americans don't. But like it takes, it does take a Drake to like make it quote unquote relevant to the American culture. But the thing is, is that with Caribbean people, like we know what's already hot. So right. like, and even Africans, like African people, been up on Wizkid, mm-hmm. and like so he's huge so over now, there. Yeah, he is, and it's like, and like West Africa, they're about to have a huge concert in December that that features Wizkid and then a bunch of American artists mm. so like that merge is happening like uh, African music has is is on trend quote unquote right now right. but like so that's what it feels like it feels like the African reggae I'm saying dancehall style is a trend right now well yeah, that's the thing like two Americans and it's a trend but like but we've been we've always been right, up as, on as it. part of our culture yeah exactly but um like with rihanna rihanna has always like kind of incorporated it into her you know right, she's Beijing. exactly um for drake to jump on it and like do the whole toronto thing because toronto has a big there's caribbean a big red caribbean culture culture yeah, yeah for sure. it's like a big trini culture it's big guyanese culture and and other islands are up there right i know he rocks out with um 
with Popcon and all that. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. With, with the new tracks that are on his um, album. So it's like, it's kind of like, for me, it's dope because, like, I'm always here for dancehall and, and reggae. Mm-hmm. And for Drake to jump on um, the sound right. in his, and for one of, or two of his tracks of his right. album to be, like, really prevalent and, like, really showcase re- Caribbean culture sure. and for Americans to really embrace it is dope for me because, like, I'm always on reggae. And now it's, like, now DJs are playing reggae, reggae. and dancehall and all the parties. Exactly. When me, I've always, you know, played that and I've always wanted to hear it at parties. So now it's, like, being more incorporated. Like, there's an awareness because of Drake and, like, Rihanna really incorporating right. it into their As pop their artists, songs. but But at the same time, Caribbean people been up on it. Like, we still listen to Tony Mataron and like mm-hmm. and like vibes right. and like you know like free, well so so listen yeah, so the, free I mean, world boss man. yeah free like, world every boss, day my question my, my question stemmed yeah. from is because I heard Supercat had an issue with Drake um, and I guess he addressed well he had an issue with Popcon about not addressing Drake about how the way he's using the culture and I like it sounds like from from his lips it sounds like hey by the way Supercat's a guy with a heads I kill him with the no right. that's that's what I'm talking about, right? So he was saying that they're using the culture without paying proper homage to it. I don't agree with that. I don't either. I don't either. Like, like I said, yeah. to the word from his mouth, it it reeks of hate and and mm-hmm. it's jealousy and, too inside and and, and low key hating. But I also I also kind of un, like I understand and not just like at Drake, but like I said, oh the other song I was talking about with uh, was the Justin Bieber was What Do You Mean. Oh yeah, that has a little bit of um, a little Caribbean. Yeah, it does. My thing is this: is that I think his his like hate or whatever you want to call it comes from the reaction of American people being like, "Ooh, Drake put on you know oh, reggae yeah. to Americans." Like Drake made reggae relevant. The results and the, it's the, it's the results. The perceptive results of like how the exactly. music has popped. And Drake right. never said that, but nope. all these articles of of American Americans commenting on this music being like quote unquote relevant again it's like it's making it seem like that was drake's purpose but it wasn't like drake is just is just highlighting something that already exists in 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 canada but it's like all these people are giving drake credit when the shit's been happening like vibes cartel releases music every two months and he's still in jail yeah you know what i'm saying like i mean like um Popcan was in. He was in Vibes Cartel's like kind of camp. He yeah, was like no, he was. He was. His, he like, was the underling. Protégé. He was the one. It you was know, him in Russia. He was the Max B to the Cameron type thing or whatever. And so, like Popcan just kind of continued to do the work. And his music doesn't come out as frequently, but his shit. Every time his shit comes out. I mean, because, and it doesn't it doesn't hurt that he but, linked with not just for, Vibes, who is probably the most prevalent yeah. dancehall artist out of Jamaica right now, yeah. but that he linked with Drake as well, who is. More than established himself yeah. in not just the hip hop culture, but the pop culture but in uh, general. Like, not that it's Drake's responsibility to also. I mean, he puts on, you know, like because. I mean, if you listen to radio, which I happen to do because it's like hard for me to plug my USB in a lot and blah, 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 blah. And, but when I'm at work, I'm at listen to the radio, letting the radio go or whatever, or a podcast, right. you know, last call hashtag. But we. They Hot 97 plays the original version to um, of which one? 
to the joint he of got the with Popkin. Controller? Yes. As they should, because it's better. And it's CD quality. As so they should. who do you think gave him I was actually low key a little Wait, mad. Talking about talking about who do you think gave him? But the, I was a little mad that they took Popcon off the yeah, original. Uh, but the, the one the one that's doing numbers that's charting on like the you know RIAA and all that type of shit, like it's the version with Popkin. Right. So who do you think it's gave Pop-Con, him? Popcon. Okay, all right. I'm also I'm also from America, so I'm sorry if I'm not gonna hit you with the super. We ain't about to do this. It's like I keep cringing every time you say I know it's a little hurtful. It's fine. But Pop like, can. but if I do it, I would be trying can, to do the like accent. Can like C A N, like pop, like can, yeah, like I get like it. soda. It's like James Con. Con. There See? you go. Exactly. There you go. Which you is also spelled it. with two A's. But I'm saying pop con and not pop con. Like I feel like it, I sound weird saying it without the accent. You no, no and I don't want to make it seem like I'm fine, trying to do it. But it's not pop can. This is what you were saying. Okay. <laughs> you see me? Come on, man. Huh? Yeah. Talk to mm-hmm. Talk to him. But anyways, yeah. Well, yeah. So like, you no, know, but I think that Drake also does as good as he can without like superbly appropriating the culture. Mm-hmm. I think he does a good job to like try to be like, hey, I get this from them. I get this from him. Or like the most recent because this last album has been very reggae centered or whatever. Or Afrobeat centered as well, which is kind of very, they're like cousins. But um, with Drake, like he, like even so, um, what's it? A culture clash was like two weeks ago, a week and a half ago. What are you talking about? Um, it's like the big festival. It's like um, reggae, Afrobeat, dancehall, all this type of shit. They like go up against each other. It's usually called sound clash, but this year they did culture clash. So they mm-hmm. brought Wiz Khalifa over there, and. I mean, it had Popcon's Popcon's crew was there. Why was Wiz good there? Because it was a culture clash. They had never added rap music there, and for like a, a international. Anyways, anyways, <laughs> anyways. So in this joint, you got to drop different. You got to drop different dubs. You have to drop different dubs of shit, and it's like all this cool shit. Fucking Drake did a dub for Popcon okay. for a fucking one dance, like where he just basically like you know redid the verse on it. Shout it out, Popcan, shout out Jamaica, all that shit. Like, you know, so like his shows, like, okay, Drake understands the culture in that. Like, right. maybe he doesn't care about being on the album and charting in America, right. but I mean, I'm he cares like, about like something like that where he's, he's big enough his people. That shit was streamed to like a million people. People watched that shit on the internet. I was watching that I'm shit. Not, listen, I'm not saying it's not a great median for the culture. Right. I'm just saying my question was about its prevalence in it without having action, any actual reggae stars into right. it. Right. I mean, I dig that. But, um,. So, can I tell you how many times I got slapped for telling a, a, a Trini woman or a Guyanese woman I didn't like Soka this weekend? Why? <laughs> I just don't Wait, like Soka. I don't care for Soka. No, 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 but what, they slapped you? No, I mean, they didn't physically slap me. But when I told them, like, we'd be, everybody would be all dancing, like, because they, they transitioned reggae into Soka. Of course. So, everybody's all turning up to reggae and shit, and then Soka comes on. I'm like, so... <laughs> And is, like, it, is it like a You could take one Soka song Exactly I'm like a one like Soka Six minute Soka Granted there were, I, for, I don't know if it was the Soka That I heard this weekend Was like It was tolerable mm. Right I didn't like Hate myself But I Damn. usually do, It's not So listen I, it's, right, That's it's, a bitch I don't feel that way Kenny feels that way solely no, I just think that it's I just, just don't like, like I mean Play more reggae guys So the beat the, I don't know if it's the, it's the BPMs The BPMs are a lot faster It's yes. a lot And it just reminds me of like Hot sweaty rooms. Mm. Yeah, stop banging on the furnace. Right. No, I mean, those kind of rooms. Yeah. Party done. Yeah, party finish. Listen, a basement <laughs> in the basement is is a is a favorite pastime of mine. Right. In Mount Vernon, mm. like those are good. 
Those were are really, the were they best rocking like parties. That yes. Yeah. What are you talking about? I mean, whoa, whoa, whoa. I, I'm asking for the listeners oh, yes. who don't know, and also not, I do not know. I'm sorry. I'm you sorry. I got really. I got emotional for a second. <laughs> said, no, but I'm what? saying like, yes. like 2006, 2007, 2008, when when the best reggae dancehall was right. coming yeah. out. That's like RDX. Like we're talking about like. Mm. Not yeah. Sean Paul, but like Sean Paul was kind of the gateway. He did have him no, it, was, like, it, was it was like Tony Mazzaro, so so Busy Signal. Yeah, yeah Busy. When Movado, yeah, Movado and, and Vibes, Vibes Cartel was beefing. Yeah. Oh my yeah. God. Golly, Missy. That was the best time. Gaza. Elephant yeah. Man, like, those were the best freaking parties man and mount vernon was like a, a hub of that and then yeah. brooklyn if you felt like going to a party that was possibly gonna get shot, shot up at. yeah but like these i'm just saying mount these were too, really really good let me tell you if you guys want banging ass jamaican food go to white plains road right. and 119 i'm telling you ask nick nick knows nick i know yeah that shit is Bridget. is amazing. Their mac and cheese is ridiculous. That's what I think he's told me that too. Yeah, he's no, yeah, that. we had a mac- we had this okay, in the that's group what chat. I was. I was say, it's that like one nineteenth or one seventeenth on White Plains Road. You need their curry chicken, oxtail, like everything, Stop, and roti. Now. I'm like right now, now you you can't be I'm talking about starving. stuff like that. But if you're in Harlem, go to one thirty fifth and Seventh Avenue. It's a twenty four hour Jamaican spot, and it's amazing. Like they have. Just as good. Rusty's? Is it called Rusty's? I don't. It's the one on the corner. Yeah, the corner joints corner. Yeah, yeah. live across the street from yeah, me. Okay. Um, oh yeah, yeah, but, yeah. You are south of that. Yeah, that's my job. I was like that building. I was there. One thirty third and seventh hour. Yeah. Yeah. Twenty four hours. hours. Yeah, bro. Every yeah, day, bro. my brother. Like every day. Mac and that's cheese, like oxtail, <laughs> um, curry chicken, um, stew chicken, stew chicken. Yeah, like pati, curry pati, like. That's what I'm saying. It's like if yeah, y'all funny story. Yeah, if, if you want the Aki and Saltfish, I forget they're eleven. Yeah, they got dumpling there and everything. Festival, like festival, yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. just go I go got, there. White Plains Road, and if you know, for my Haitians, my Zos, there's a Haitian restaurant right there. If you go to, if you need one in Brooklyn, um, go to Flatbush and yes. Home Beat. It's like your mama made it. Their grill and bun. I'm going crazy. Fab is helping the shit out I'm of so these. So hungry. These Bun and cheese is not Haitian, mm, but not, that's like that's, Easter that's, Jamaican that's Jamaican, food. yeah. We're going to give you a, a pamphlet, David, but it's okay. I'm going to need a book because I'm already ran through the pamphlet. That's right. right. So <laughs> but what, yeah, anyways. what I'm going to need is to pick up a basketball and see if I got anything left in the tank. Dog, I swear I can still dunk, bro. <laughs> I'm at least worth what? five mil, bro. We get here? Well, see, because <laughs> if you haven't been paying attention the past week, oh. there have been. It's pandemonium some, right now. There have been some ridiculous Anybody NBA deals handed out. Needs to go to the NBA. Yeah, if, if yeah, exactly. If you if you're put it this way, if you're over six five and you didn't play in the NBA, you failed at life. Oh, like, come on, you were you were given God's gift. You were. Give, it's funny, you know. <laughs> funny I say that because I went to a barbecue this weekend with um. Um, with E, his family, his brother just graduated from college, um, so they threw a big ass party, and I met this dude named Chris. I was like, I forgot, I'm like, I'm looking at your face. I'm like, oh, we played basketball before. This guy is literally like six five, six six, mm-hmm. completely trash at basketball, uh, like 
by far like one of the worst. He's so tall what a waste. that he's what a un- waste. he's so uncoordinated. What a loser! Like layups is just going over the backboard. If you've seen Along Came Polly, oh yeah, Let It Rain, <laughs> yo, that's one of my favorite movies of all time. I just with Philip Seymour Hoffman. Jesus, oh, R.P. to him. R.P. Yeah. to the seasons. Yeah. Sydney, yeah. he was so good. He was Sydney by far. He was he was he made what? Sydney look nice. Um, in a long camp, poly. So yeah. Uh, so, but but going back to the Literally. contracts there, man. Uh, there, there, were, there were easily, I want to say at least 10, 12 contracts handed out that were over 60, 70 million for. Who's the dude that's the highest paying? So the guy that got the biggest contract, he's the highest paid contract so far. Um, in the NBA, was Mike Conley. He's yeah. A, he, put it this way, he has the richest contract in NBA history, right? Five years, one hundred and fifty-three million dollars. He he's not never been an, been all-star. an all-star. What? Not once. He's like, just not saying that he's, he's just, bad. No, he's, he's no, a really, he's a really decent. He's been, he's been what? He's been consistently, consistently what Memphis active. has needed. Yeah. For I mean, since he's been in the league, plays two ways. Plays offense, plays defense. Yeah. You know, can find the open man. Let's doesn't down, turn the ball over. Let's get too down much. Midwest ball player. Yeah, man. yeah, yeah. Stay from Indiana. Yeah, quality ball player. He will not be a Hall of Famer, but yet he is the highest paid player in NBA history right now. If this doesn't motivate you to chase your dreams, y'all. <laughs> basketball I don't know players, what will. you ballers, you better get. He better contact the, the 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 Westchester Knicks and see if you can find a way on that squad. It's over for me. You still Not got a shot. Knicks. But um, you still Lord. got a shot. So Mike Conley happened. Uh, everybody knows about D Rose by now. Yeah. Most of our New York I mean, listeners. D Rose got traded there, but he didn't get no crazy contract. Yeah. But I mean, you're talking about um, Joe Kim Noah. Joe Kim Noah got up. 65 million. Uh, 70 million. <laughs> Wait, I'm Brandon sorry. Jennings got like 5.3. Yeah, didn't he? yeah. He didn't come <laughs> up at all. Yeah, he ain't he shit, up. nigga. He ain't worth nothing. Um, but I mean, Andre Drummond got a hundred million dollars. Yeah. Oh, did he? Um, yeah. One hundred. Yeah. He got he got paid. But Grant, he deserved it. Yeah. There, there are some players that got a lot of. He's money. a twenty ten. What's, what's the dude's name? Who's the player for the Knicks? Uh, Timothy Mozgov went to the Lakers. Yo. Sixty five million dollars. Sixty five. They they pulled him off the floor in the finals. When he playing for Cleveland, he got sixty five million dollars to go to the Lakers. That's, wow. that's, Della that's Dova got how much? Forty million dollars. Mm-hmm. Do you? I mean, how do you guys Over feel about years. these these um these prices? Like, do you think dog? It's just, I mean, so here's it's, what it's it, setting it, the market. No, no, but it's it's misrepresenting the market. What it is is they had uh, uh um. We talked about this last week. Uh, yeah, it was a variable. We? We, we we touched on it. It was a variable that was thrown into the equation where the salary cap is mm-hmm. jumping up. So yeah, we talked about it last week. So like that glitch in the matrix is what's causing, you know, these enormous deals. And but I mean, it's it's going to be the trend going forward. That's what it's going to be. Um, so you're going to see like next year, um, Steph Curry. And LeBron make his, one billion yeah, dollars, man, pretty much. It's and gonna be like. Think so? I mean, it, it, I mean, it's gonna break two. It, it, no, but it'll be a. It'll be a two hundred is about to get it'll broken. Be, it, yeah. So, I mean, yes. If Mike Conley, a non-all star with no rings, is making one hundred fifty million, fifty-three million dollars, right. what do you think a guy like LeBron, who's currently making twenty-two million dollars right. a year right now, exactly. what is he asking for next year? Next year, he signed a two-year, three. Do you guys think he's gonna leave Cleveland? No. No, they're gonna franchise tag him. They're gonna give him something they stupid. Can't though. Franchise tag. It's not football. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? They're gonna give him the high contract. That's what I, I mean. They'll, I mean, they'll, they'll no pay him as much as they can. Put it that way. It's gonna be stupid. If Cleveland loses stupid. next year, do you think he'll stay? 
I mean, under the we haven't got. Hold on. All right. So yeah, we talking about <laughs> put, we're talking about potential. We're talking about, yeah, about yeah. potential like matchups and potential contracts for guys who are um, who have left for next year, who haven't left yet for next year. Um, one of the biggest um, pickups of the year. Uh, no, it is possibly the biggest. I'd say it's the biggest. It's the year. biggest it's move the biggest. that's ever happened in basketball. Ever, well, ever, Celtics. Well, ever? I mean, Shaq, ever. Shaq going from Orlando to the mm. Magic uh, to the mm. Lakers was pretty. That shifted. Big. That shifted the league a little bit for a long time. But the Lakers weren't as good as this team that happened right you now. You could say the Bron going from Cleveland to Miami. Was, yeah, was, but actually, they that might have even. But they also here's the, it's different. That was three players. Those guys also yeah together. three players going at the same time. But those guys weren't previous contenders the right. year before. So Kevin Durant, I mean, so Kevin Durant see, has so, gone can, to the can, Golden State Warriors. Can we, we'll, we'll touch on that. I just want to touch on that one point because I've heard that a lot, and it's bullshit. Because they were in, they had won fifty some odd games the year before. We're in the playoffs. We're talking about the Miami Heat. Yeah, no, no, had no, no, won no. fifty games. Was in the playoffs before, and that was without Chris Bosh and LeBron James. But they weren't. Listen, listen, listen. But they weren't listen, three. Listen, uh, they won three one though in the finals. But, they weren't three one in the finals. You're right, but what they I'm, were right there. They were one game away. They could have won that shit. I'm aware. What I'm saying is that going down to Miami was very equivalent because you had a team that was already in the playoffs, already in the playoffs, and had 50 wins. Mm-hmm. And then you add two, not one, but two All NBA players to that team, bro. They were in the finals the next year, and then won. They went right. to the finals the next four years and won two of them. People forget this. They do. Just saying, but they, what we were talking I didn't about. Forget it. I didn't forget it, but I'm just saying this is a this is a next level. It is thing. no, it's not it next level magnitude. What? Magnitude, yes, this is just as big as Chris Bosh and LeBron James signing, and then all the other pieces falling in place. But this is on the level a of team of controversy. I could say yes because what it is, what you're getting to, is that the team that Kevin Durant's going to, the Golden State Warriors, were the team that came back when he was up three one to beat them to go to the NBA Finals. It's a little wild, and that's the other. So it's real cognitive too because that's the other side of it is that, dude, you almost beat them. You always beat them with the squad that you have now. You do not have to implode the squad. But I think, like I said, or I said this earlier, I said that um. There were certain factors that went in. It wasn't just Kevin Durant saying, I can't beat these guys. We're going to this team. It was Westbrook saying, look, man, I'm out. Well, this is what I was going to get at, is that you said that he didn't have to implode the team. The team had already started, it already started being, to implode. be imploded. Because, the Oladipo I mean, move was like, right, okay, was the first getting rid of Serge Ibaka was like, well, fuck, Nick. Well, he was one of the four cornerstones of that team. Yeah, has been since yeah, inception. That's, so, so that's what I'm saying. So once they got rid of him before he had made his decision, yeah. in my head, that's like, whoa, that's a yeah, red flag. I didn't know what the fuck was happening. And I know when Kevin Durant said that's a red flag, too. He's like, because that's his cornerstone, and he's not coming back because he was on a one-year contract, as is Russell Westbrook, as you were mm-hmm. saying, who has his contract up next year. And yeah. he told him, nigga, I'm out. I'm either going to L.A. I'm going to New York. Yeah. I'm not staying here. I mean, the thing with Westbrook is that um, basically – they want to secure him before any type of free agency like fiasco next year. That's not going to happen. And they're telling him like, "Look, we're not going to we're basically not going to start this season unless you sign." No. What do you mean? Like they have no power in this situation. They're saying, "Look, you need to sign this extension. We need to figure out They what's going want on. him or you to can, sign or extension. Or we're going to be in trade talks." And he said and he's saying there's no there's no way he's like, signing. He said, extension. "I'm not signing an extension." So yeah. basically it's up to the Lakers to come up with a good enough package. To basically to acquire um, Ke- uh, Kevin Durant, Westbrook for this next season, right. and then figure out how they're going to keep him the year after that. Right. 
I mean, because I mean, honestly, even with the Kevin Durant deal, was um, two years, fifty-seven point four million. Right. So what it is is because the, the cap is going up next year. He's and he'll have yeah. uh, ten years on his belt. He'll be eligible for another further extension because yeah. um, he'd only make if he were to sign a five-year deal this year, it would be, be like two hundred million dollars. But next year it goes up to like two fifty. Yeah. Some shit like that. So um, so he's gonna they're bit. gonna play this season out. Um, the fucking monsters, and yeah. figure out like where they where this lies them. Um, I think and it's a very good point to know to note that like with these super teams, they don't normally win that first year. No, the only team that won the first year was the Celtics. It was the Celtics? Now was and that's the, the granted genius. they all have gone to the finals. Yeah, but that was the genius of Doc Rivers. But the Lakers imploded with Gary Payton, and also this is different because those guys were in the twilight of their career. But that much talent, they did kind of run through the fucking West and then made yeah, it to the finals. When, and when fucking, the Lakers had Gary Payton and yeah, Carl Malone yes. with Shaq and Kobe and Shaq and Kobe, and then they ran into the buzzsaw that was the Pistons the in two thousand four. Chauncey Billups, Richard Hamilton. Yeah, the only team with no bona fide star to yeah. I think to win a championship in a long time. Yeah. You'd have to go way back to find a non-all-star quartet or anybody on the floor that had won an NBA Finals, especially beating four Hall of Famers. Um, right. So right. going – and so Boston, so it was – Miami. So Miami it was Lakers, then it was Boston, um, then Miami, and it seems like now in Golden State. Yeah. I don't actually don't have too much of an issue with it, and not because – I mean, I kind of at the beginning of the season called that the Warriors would – not only repeat but push the Bulls record and they ended up actually breaking it. Breaking it yeah. Um but um I see it as this way. If he didn't come to New York, which I mean biasly I did want him to come to New York, I, to me it made sense for him, especially with D Rose. And for anybody to say that the Knicks with Derek Rose, Carmelo Anthony, Porzingis, and Kevin Durant wouldn't be an Eastern Conference Finals team, at least push LeBron, I think that's bullshit. You have two and a half Three all stars, three and a half all stars. But Derrick yeah, Rose is healthy. wouldn't you rather? Wouldn't you rather try if, if your luck in the, the finals I mean, as listen, opposed to? If he wasn't going to go Easter there, where was he supposed to go? I mean, yeah. I mean, I don't. I don't. I disapprove off of like not for any kind of like loyalty sake, because like fuck loyalty if you're an athlete. Um, but I, I just disagree because I feel like they could have fucking worked that shit out. I mean, cancer. In the front court but with bro, Steven Adams, that's not horrible. But forget, but I mean, understand this. But I understand what you're saying because they came so close this year to so try close. it again for one more. Bro, but he's no been, surge, but man. Listen, that's major. But dog. listen, he's been there for ten years. You know how many times he's been so close? Yeah. And I'm saying it's not like it was just this year that he was so close. He actually went to the finals with James Harden, and yeah. ever since then he's been in the playoffs every single year and have come close every yeah. single year. Semifinals or finals, yeah. Or uh, what's the conference finals? Right. So. What you just said, Dave, about fuck loyalty yeah. with athletes. What do you what do you mean by that? Because like, I mean, the fans the fans buy into this like false idealism that like loyalty should be given because they root for you. Like mm-hmm. you should be loyal to me and my dollars, even right. though they don't. Fans do pay for tickets, which fill the seats. Which does account for a portion of the overall revenue stream of a team. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, they want to be loyal to a team and the players to be loyal to them. But the owners aren't loyal to anybody but their own selves. Their own self-interest. No, they don't give a fuck about the fans. Right. They just want the fans to show up. So they're 
their their obligation to the fan is to make sure that they have something that the people will want to watch. I think they give a fuck about the. Oh, I can't even say that. No, they don't. They, they don't. don't. I mean, there's some. They'll do whatever it takes to basically make sure that these guys can't keep coming, even if it's actually making. Well, that's giving a shit about them. They want their attention. They want their money. They want their you know their focus. Yeah. Um, so how I feel is that players should not kind of worry about loyalty. Like, look what's happening to a Dirk Nowitzki, right? Dirk Nowitzki has, like, been an all-star all these times. They've won a title. They've, he's done all this shit for Dallas and never moved. And they're still hoeing. He already just he, he just signed it. Like, already hoeing him on the deal. And they do it every year. He's not been given his just due financially off of loyalty. Dirk can go anywhere and probably make more, even though it's the twilight of his career. It's just like these teams don't give a fuck about you. Look at the Derrick Rose. Derrick Rose is the savior for Chicago. Blah 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 blah. They traded him, you know, like it was nothing. Like this, this is the the hope for the city. This is like a a dude from the south side of Chicago, who people know, that's come up, made a hundred million dollars, got his own sneaker, and it was Chicago this, Chicago that. But at the end of the day, like fuck him. We got Jimmy Butler. He's a fucking more consistent dude. They don't he's, give a fuck younger, about the fans. They don't give a fuck. Wrong. So if you're I mean, athlete, that's not about the fans. That's more about they don't give a fuck about the player. The player either. That's, There's that's no loyalty, so and they, they, they they'll lie to you. They'll lie to you for as long as you can help them out. They'll lie to you. They will. Yeah, right behind you. You're right behind you. You know. Now, do you think how many people has Robert Kraft lied to? Because they trade people like it's nothing. Do you think that's, that's the? Um, do you Patriots. think that's a product of just corporate America in yeah. general? Mm-hmm. Okay. And also the fact that like players are seen as less than like equal people. It's like a, it's a slavery. I mean, if you haven't read the Million Dollar Slave, it's like you know, it's a slavery. So like they don't even look at them like actual people. They're just like you're an asset that I can I control. So, so what do you guys ultimately really feel about the KD situation? Do y'all feel like it's a it's a scumbag move of him, or like kind of weak, or like do you guys respect it? In a world where basketball players are judged on championships, mm-hmm. I think that it's a move that he had to make right. to win mm-hmm. not just one championship, but with he's hoping that if he's there for five, because they're all young, they're all relatively young, yeah. Yeah. they're all ages twenty six. To 28 so they'll have five prime prime peak years out of all of them in five years if they don't win at least two championships i think it'll be viewed as a failure but if they do win two plus yeah. more championships then it will just be viewed as a dynasty have as a an legacy. yeah like they're gonna talk about you if you win no championships right. they're gonna talk about you Win if you don't win enough championships, and they're gonna talk about how you win the championships that you actually got. Yeah, like Carmelo. So put, I put mean, so like Carmelo Anthony. This is a perfect example. Right, Carmelo Anthony and Kobe's Bryant stats. If you put their career stats up, they're extremely similar. So points per game, they're within a point. Rebounds per game, they're within a rebound. Assists per game, they're within an assist of each other. Right, in in decimal points. Kobe has won five, and that's not to say that Kobe uh, that Melo is as great of a player as. Mellow, but Mellow gets a lot of shade, especially being in New York City. He gets a lot of heat because he hasn't yeah. been able to, you know, get it done uh, 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 and progress, at least take New York to a place uh, where they haven't been before, mm-hmm. uh, where they haven't been a long time, into the finals, deep into the finals, finals run, whatever. Kobe has won five out of seven championships. Now look at the players that Mellow has played with, though. Look at the level that of uh, players that Kobe's played with. Kobe's played with Shaq. He's played with Malone with Gary Payton. He played with Pal Gasol. He played with Ron Artest. He played. I mean, there there's just a litany of players that uh, that uh, will go down as Hall of Fame players that Kobe Bryant has played with. The one year that 
Melo play with a, a, a Hall of um, like you can say Hall of Famer because he will be or at least a bona fide All Star was Allen Iverson. They mm-hmm. went to the Western Conference Finals mm-hmm. that one year that they played with each other. So it's all about perception, right? So and, and even Kevin, that was rough. That right. was rough because there was a lot of shots, like actual like the number of shots that like Carmelo was taking, you know, upwards of like 35, 40 a right. game had to be decreased because. Allen Iverson coming in is not not taking shots. He right. came from being at Philly, but like, and but that's another loyalty thing. But because that's how I was gonna go because back. fucking Philly shitted on Allen Iverson. That's why he left. Mm. They had been talking about trading him for a long time, and then he was like, you know what? They were trying to change the team around, and he was like, you know what? Like, but you, not, have, you also have to understand Iverson had been there for thirteen plus seasons. Yeah, but he should have never left Philadelphia because. It was a pride thing, though. For him, it was like, look, if they don't, if they act like they don't want me, I'm not going to play. But that's like the politics of the NBA. Right. And Allen ne- Iverson has never been one to play the game and play politics. Right. Well, well, my point of bringing up Iverson with, was with that he played with Melo, and that was the furthest year that he had extended. Right. Melo has no chips. Kobe has five. Kobe's a bona fide Hall of Famer. Melo's numbers say that he should be a Hall of Famer, but not everybody can agree that he's a Hall of Famer. One, because he doesn't have any championship rings. Nope. Kevin Durant sees that. He's he's won league MVPs. He's won scoring titles. He has all those accolades already. The only thing he's missing is that championship ring. So he's going to chase those. So I don't knock him for that. Right. I don't knock him at all. Granted, people say it will make the league less fun. And, I mean, I think there will be people tuning in to watch Golden State games every single night. They're going to be hearing teams out. I'm on the watch. They, it's just, I mean, last year they basically, I mean, we was able to watch fucking Golden State games, even like being yeah, out on some random yeah, shit. Was, they were like, broadcasting a lot of they were gonna, they'll, and they'll broadcast oh even God. more now. They're going to be watching, dog. They're going to be almost po- like maybe like 70 out of the 82 games are probably going to be televised. Yeah, hey, nationally. Be accessed, um, Especially because it's the West Coast. So all the TV. games, a lot of the games are going to be late. So, shit. It's going to be fun. I just feel like they did all this to beat LeBron. Dave, do you have any loyalty to your workplace? Um, it depends. I've been in places that, like, I, more recently, I guess I was like a year and a half ago now, I was working with a job, and it's like one of those dream jobs. Like, you get it, and everybody's like, oh, my God, you got that, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, at first, it was like I was on a high. After six months, you start to, like, kind of, like, you have to kind of reevaluate. Like, it takes three months for you to, like, it's, it's calculated. It takes three months for you to move into a role. Um, and for those of those who, like, read the first three months, it's a good book. But it takes three months to actually, like, be an effective part of the role where you're not taking resources so to get trained. Like, you actually know everything, and you can take and contribute more. Right. So you're plus one on your role outside of being zero or negative one. Um, and so by the sixth month you've been in this role, like three months officially You should have been If you're doing your job properly And you go And you're like Now you have to re-audit things re- like Think about it. Okay Alright so in six months I need to be figuring out Like what's my next move They say us Like our generation Moves a little quicker But when you see things around you And how money is spent You're like I have to kind of Worry about me Because if the job Doesn't seem like Eight, ten, twelve months That they're not worrying about me Especially if I'm making Pennies Which I was I was making pennies If I tell you the rate You'd be like yo, how the how the hell were you living in New York City? But it was like that, and I was busting my ass working like sixty hours a week, seventy, always on call, on my birthday on Christmas, always on call. I had to go in during the holiday, you know what I'm saying? Like between the the December 26th and December 31st, had to be in. So like doing things like that after the holiday, I was like, yo, you know what's good? And they told me basically like, oh, we can wait, we can wait, and that made me realize like, damn. It don't matter how, like, sometimes it doesn't matter how hard you work. 
they know how they're gonna you know use it or like it doesn't matter you're just another number to them because so in you, their head, you, you feel dude, they don't have any loyalty to you i don't think that i don't think all companies don't fall under this rule but i just have been there where i've witnessed the loyalty did, okay yeah and they end up bringing somebody of a different skin complexion who had all the connections and was rich and didn't have to worry about being paid you know the a proper mm-hmm. amount they were just happy to be there and they can like you know do all the other shit yeah what about the connection so I, I i just i seen that and i was just like oh, you gotta secure your bag first what about you fam um i mean i've seen both sides like i've been through maybe two or three layoffs in a workplace okay. um i've been at a company that i've been at for some time and then you know like shit happens in the market next thing you know they lay off a bunch of people i've been laid off like twice so my thing is this like it's like you can you could be a great employee but if like the business calls for like a layoff or something like that that's totally out of your control Mm -hmm. like you're gonna get laid off you know what i mean like you put your heart and soul into something but if they reorganize and your position isn't accounted for it or or you know it's one of the positions that that they're going to reorg or whatever you want to call it like that's at the end of the day like they're gonna lose you and and they're okay with it you know they can they confront like oh well you know and this happened to me before Mm -hmm. they laid me off and they were like you know like we don't want to lose you we have this other position that is like it was like uh, i was working for some hotel and i was doing events okay and they were like oh you know like we're we're getting rid of your position but you know in the meantime while we figure things out you could be like you know um a guest service agent which is like a front desk girl bullshit which is like you don't even need a degree for which is fine but like for me like i have a degree so i was like i'm not doing that shit that was that was less than what i was getting paid before so Mm. yeah at that point i was like nah like y'all can lay me off give me the severance whatever my thing is this like if you're working for the man in most cases especially if you're in a big company you're in a big company like you're a number right and even if you you know blood sweat and tears for the company like you're still a number so it's like secure your bag yeah i mean you know what i mean you you gotta cover you gotta cover keep your not keep your options open at all the time like you should never someone told me one time like never stop looking for a job like even when you have a job always like keep your options open because you never know you don't want to block your blessings either but it's like my thing is this like you can be loyal to a company if they show that they're loyal to you and they invest mm-hmm. in you. And that's that means, like, let's say they pay for you to get your master's or any kind of schooling, right, okay. number one. Number two, they're, they're putting you through educational programs where they're teaching you more so that they can promote you within. Like, stuff like that they're invest, is what... They're investing in you. Yeah, that's them. You have to see that. And if they're not doing that, then they're not investing with you and, or in, and they can replace you no matter what because yeah. there are a million people out here looking for jobs. Like, you just got to stay woke, man. Facts. Um, I guess, like, I mean, kind of piggybacking what you guys are saying is what mm-hmm. I was going to get at is that um, yeah, you can help. You can't. I wouldn't say close your back doors, um, but you always have to keep your eyes and your op- don't keep your options open. But don't be oblivious to you know other positions that might be out there because um, it doesn't matter. I mean, if you fuck up and if you if you do something wrong on your job and you get you know you get canned for that, then okay. Um, but like you said, Fab, it, it sometimes just comes down to the numbers. Um, I work for a big company um, recently. Oh yeah. Um, 
so there was a shift uh, oh, and right. there's a couple brands that we uh, that okay so my company I work for Empire Merchants um, they handle pretty much if you go to a bar and you look on the back shelf and you see all the stuff on the top shelf and you see all the stuff on the bottom shelf they literally ship all of that they're responsible for the distribution of all those liquors that you could anything that you could think of outside of maybe Jameson and Svetka uh, and Tito's um, is probably from my company right so uh, so Right. Well, so this is what I'm getting yeah. to. So there, there was a division. So there was a division um, with Bacardi, um, Tangeray, Dewar's. Um, Dewar's is a whiskey, right? Dewar's is Scotch whiskey. D-E-W-A-R. Yeah, right. It's actually, you would think that Johnny Walker is the most sold Scotch in America. It's actually Dewar's. Man, yeah, white people love Dewar's. Old white people, too, like the racist, bull Durham-ass white people, they love Love white. Thank you. Sorry. So all of that shit uh, uh, was all in one division with Jack Daniels. Okay, so that's one division. And they had another division that had Georgie and a bunch of small like the cordials and the mixers. Right. I mean, you you gag at Georgie, and I get it. I I know they're doing numbers though. They're doing numbers. No idea the numbers that Georgie does. Georgie does in in the hood. Georgie is college campuses. What college campuses? I'm telling you, in Brooklyn and in. Queens, like off Atlantic, yo, they bring in a hundred and hundred and twenty-five cases of Georgie every two weeks. Like it flies because Duh. people like two dollar. You know what I'm saying? Right. Georgie is Pints the national of sponsor of the homeless man. In right. New York. Okay. So you have those. So you have those two divisions, right? Um, the one with Bacardi. Uh, gosh, Dave. The one with Bacardi, Doers, and Doucet, right? They lost those brands because i mean to keep it a buck with you rum and gin just isn't selling like it used to i'm not sure if you guys have been to a liquor store lately dave um damn (laughs) (laughs) but there are so you remember how bacardi always had x amount of flavors you know yeah dog they were coming up with flavors like jordan's dog that's what i'm saying dragonberry is the shit though oh my god berry dragonberry tropical fusion pineapple fusion mix so they had all of these lines that just were not selling anymore so it 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 kind of killed the brand because they oversaturated themselves so with granted yeah in 2000 in, in 2010 that shit was booming they had like maybe 11 to 12 flavors but now they had I think at, at peak They probably had like 20 to 23 Between them and Pinnacle It's been crazy oh. Pinnacle Vodka <laughs> Yeah good stuff Oh no <laughs> It's that good stuff So listen So so picture And I'm just breaking down Raw numbers So in one division Where they had the Bacardi And the Jack Daniels There was maybe 45 sales people And 7 managers mm-hmm. In the Georgia division They had 45 people And 7 sales managers That's a lot of people Once Bacardi left They still had Jack Daniels um, but Bacardi, Tangeray, hundred and four people. <coughs> right. So, but so they made those two divisions one. Mm. Oh, who got fired? How many people got fired? Forty-five people and seven managers. Oh, they did the whole Scranton. Dun- so Dun- yeah, thing. so they literally just had to, you know, they had to. <coughs> I don't know how they did the selection services. Excuse me. I take a sip of my barefoot refresh. Mm. I need to refill myself. No. No, no, not you. You've had enough. I don't even see a <laughs> bottle in this bitch. Just can't yeah, it's in the fridge. Um, <laughs> you got to keep it on. So Make those sure forty-five people and those seven managers, um, got cut. So and, and this, these are people that have been with the company. I'm talking about more than five years, some more than ten years. I knew guys that were with that company for twenty years mm. before it was Empire, before it was Charm, uh, Charmers, 
Charmer Peerless. Um, and so these guys have been there for a long time, and they automatically just got cut, or they got brought into territory. There's people been making $200,000 a year, got brought to areas where they were making 65, 70. So yeah. huge pay cuts. Huge pay cuts. And that's just something, you know, that they had to deal with. So it came down to the numbers of the business. So if you're asking if companies have any loyalty loyalty to you, I'd say um, it's limited to... Um, how much you're worth. Right, how much you're worth. 100%. Because also it's it's like, yes, like you've been in this company for 14, 20 years. But at the same time, if, if you've been in this company for so long and you're making more than if they hired someone today and they could pay them less... Then you're now you're a liability. You know what I'm right. saying? Like at the end of the day, it's a business, and only a select few companies really care about like keeping a relationship with their employees and like being really loyal to them. And that's like really the startups. Everybody else, like this is this is about money, and don't ever forget that because like you're basically disposable, and it's like to a point like you're disposable to to an extent where you're you're valuable to an to a company until they can replace you Mm -hmm. and it's like you know some people i know a lot of people that have been at their jobs for a couple years and they're like oh like i want to move on but you know i really been with this company for mad long i'm comfortable but at the same time there no there's no room for me to grow or you know my boss promised me this position but like it's not really coming into fruition and like you know it's like the hearsay the waiting like fuck that man like do what you need to do apply especially if you've been in your job for like three years two three years like start looking because companies also look at you when you've been at your job for three years and you haven't gone anywhere because that's a bad look too so it's like don't get too comfortable where you are especially nowadays and like everybody wants to talk about millennials and everything and how we jump from job to job but at the same time it's because we're woke and it's like mm-hmm. you know you don't want to get stuck at a job that we're, that you're at for five years and you're still in the same position you're not growing and it's because it looks like you're super weak like you have to grow and it's like if you're a coordinator you're an assistant you shouldn't be at your job for more than two years two years is your max like you need to be looking for something else if they're not promoting you within they're never going to promote you until it's like five plus years and maybe somebody you know either five gets fired or leaves and maybe they'll look at you don't wait for someone to give you a chance you have to go out there and get that shit you know yeah. what I'm saying? Tell them, Fab. I'm just saying. Tell them, Fab. No, that's real. That's real. Um, so you got to be proactive, man, because niggas will take advantage of you. Right. And just because, and they won't pay you what you deserve. Right. They will not pay you what you deserve. That's one of the craziest things about um, as much information as like put out at our um, expense. It's so hard to figure out like a market value, especially if, like mm. a, we, we work in kind of like entertaining or like concierge service type jobs or whatever and it's like they don't make those numbers like plausible like and that's why going back to like the job that i had at that magazine it was like it was the best job i could ever have but it was like one of those things where i knew how much my bosses were making i Mm -hmm. my boss i did her expenses she was spending more a week than i was making times three yeah It'd be like that. That shit made me. I was like, "Yo, this is this is where the money is going." And she was, she didn't pay for no meals, no nothing, yeah, no nothing. But just to bring it in full circle, um, about loyalty and things like that. Um, Dwayne Wade's been at Miami Heat for all of his career. 
Yeah. And yeah. he's brought 12, them. 12, 13 seasons. I, I give him credit, even though, you know, like LeBron, blah, 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 I give him credit for those three championships because if Dwayne Wade wasn't there and hadn't won the one and hadn't been such a stellar player. Come on with Shaq. Yep. He wouldn't have been able to get. The Heat would have not gotten LeBron or Chris Bosh. So, you know, and it was the also the friendship that they all had. Camaraderie. Yep, from, you know, being on the USA teams and being all-stars that was like, okay, I trust this to happen, you know. Um, they're trying to pay him the same amount of money they paid him last year. After they just gave um, Hassan Whiteside, uh, what was that, 98? Cool, he's another one that got. What he got, $98 million? Cheap. Yep. Was making five hundred thousand dollars last yep. year. Ninety eight. Ninety eight million dollar contract. Um, so they gave this young boy with no accolades a ninety eight million dollar contract, and Dwayne Wade's like, "I want twenty six. You got to try and give me twenty like I made last year." And Pat Riley's like, oh, "You know, this is what we can do right now." Mm-hmm. So um, Dwayne Wade has been making these kind of like very cerebral um, responses. Like he um, he canceled all of his meetings he had for the rest of the week. So he's already met with the Knicks, and he's met with the he's uh, met with the the Cavs, I believe, as well, um, and Milwaukee. Uh, Milwaukee's out the picture because they can't afford it. Uh, and he also canceled the meeting. Just say it. You want him to join Cleveland? Just I mean, say it. just say he it. Was, get it off your chest. On a private jet with Cleveland. Get or it off like your that. chest. Uh, so the the report. flight that that's been going on this week or today, like tonight, the flight that he he went to Cleveland is like very speculatory. Like they don't want to confirm it. It's supposed to be very secret. If you're, it did happen, you're crossing your fingers. Don't lie. I mean, it'd be dope if um Dwayne Wade. I also think stop that we, being humble about it. Just say you want him on the no, team. No, I'm, I'm, I'm I guess, but I'm serious. Like I'm looking at like practicality. We need another big man. Like we need another big man. Like the monsters are bro. coming. Winter is coming. <laughs> Those fucking light walkers are on their way here. Don't do right. They're on their way to the north, <laughs> and we need to defend the wall. Again, that's all I'm saying. <laughs> Hashtag go Cavs. Uh, speaking right. of speaking of defending the wall, um, Dave, what were you watching this week? Um, I haven't really. I mean, since since you've been gone, since uh, Game of Thrones has been over with, right. um, I've been trying to fill my time with like productive things and trying to find more shows to watch. So I just started a show um, called Preacher. It's on uh, AMC. They're up to like six episodes now. It's a um, it's 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 adapt adapted from a comic book. Uh, produced by Seth Rogen and um, Evan Goldberg, the oh. guys who did, they did Super Bad and like all the like kind of collaborated with um, Judd Apatow a lot and did like Forgetting Sarah Marshall and get them to the Greek and shit like that. Um, so this show isn't as like it's not like a lighthearted, funny like Preacher is like one of those dark uh, graphic novels that DC did with one of their um, like subsidiary companies, Vertigo. So it's really good, and it's like kind of plays into the whole like premise of like Jesus and heaven and hell and all this kind of school. It's really good, dark comedy, very funny. I got into it. I'm sure everybody else can too. The episodes are like an hour. You okay. A and E. AMC. AMC. Yeah. That's a good station. Yeah, yeah, they got some hits. Have you watched Orange Is the New Black yet? Oh, have you ever? I I did the first season. I realized the show wasn't for me. Yeah, same uh, thing. I made it. I made it through like six, seven. So episodes. I don't pass judgment oh, on it because I don't was have. So good, yeah. y'all. I heard. I heard these people fiend out on the shit. Listen, the first second season, they're really good. This season has been like the writers are super woke. It's like all about like they they touch on mental health. They touch on Black Lives Matter. They touch on like 
Spanish versus black. They touch on Spanish versus Spanish, Latina versus like it's everything. Like it's really it's really dope. This if you guys didn't like the season before, this season is better than last season. Yeah, but no, I gotta watch two and a half Orange seasons just black. to get to the third season. Oh, you're watching a tie? See, tie knows. I mean, like Ty, I'm Ty's not gonna woke. ruin it for y'all, but it's 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 a good season. Did you finish it? Nine. God bless you because. Yeah. Um, I started reading a book this week. I might like incorporate this if y'all want to. If y'all are reading anything dope, yeah. I actually got oh, what are you a reading? couple of requests. Yeah, read it. Um, I can go around. Are you reading something right now, Fat? Are you currently reading something? Oh, I am, but my headphones got disconnected. That's cool. We can go. <laughs> <laughs> so, I think that's, something, that's actually something I, I would love for us to kind of do if you if you start. Yeah, something. no. Um, I've actually heard like we've had requests for that, but people asked what we're reading. Because oh yeah, they've heard some of the content. They're like, you guys are so like on another mm-hmm. level that I'd, I'd like to know where y'all get y'all mm-hmm. mindsets and information from. So I've had a couple requests for that. So um, um, so I I just picked up a Warren Buffett book. Ooh. Um. So I, I'm like a chapter and a half into that where he's just talking about um, his trips out. It's like a, an outline on him. It, it's not an autobiography, um, but it is a biography. And it's like somebody who just follows him through his daily you know, mm. routines and um, how he's just so regular. But and his family is so regular, like they're very humble, down to earth human beings. But, um, you know, he's a man of his business, too, as like you would think as a man as as um as wealthy you know as warren buffett might have like these lavish suits and uh, i mean granted he has his own private jet yes well but, yeah warren buffett but like his, <laughs> his his suits are like just so like regular like not brooks brothers or anything like that mm-hmm. you know but he's from from what i've been gathering so far just and it talks about his trip out to i guess the oracle um the big i guess something meeting it's a big meeting but it's like so it's like a yearly getaway that Steve Jobs used to go to mm. and um uh, uh, um it was a guy from the Clippers Steve Ballmer used to go out to was it TED Talks yeah it was it was, it was before it was probably the TED Talks before TED Talks it was right. like the secret meeting of the Silicon Minds mm. almost yeah um, that's dope so yeah so that's what I've been reading I can't think of the reference from Silicon Valley, the other joint, no, the pre- the uh, the presidential joint where there used to be like a secret meeting, the Bilderberg, yes, mm. no, the other one, the Illuminati, yes. no, no. <laughs> um, um, oh, we're gonna have to think of it for the next episode, Dave. Yeah, you gonna have to come circle, <laughs> to circle back, back to the table with it. Circle back. Um, I'll give you two more seconds. Uh, so uh, what? So that's what you're reading right now. Yeah. So, <laughs> so there was that, and then there was a, another book. It's called the uh, the little thing. Bohemian about. Grove. Okay. There it is. That's the name of it. That wasn't the, okay. Bohemian, Bohemian Grove. Grove is like it's like secret meeting of like Illuminati type characters. Gotcha. Yeah. No women allowed. So I'll, 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 have to re- I'll have to read a book on that one. Yeah. Um, but also a little book that's like called uh, um, the I think it's called the things you don't know. And it's like literally, it's the book is like maybe 150, 200 pages. But well, it's so just, we have we don't really know that many not things. No, but there's a lot of things <laughs> that I didn't that I knew about, but didn't actually know, like mm-hmm. why the city is called the Big Apple, little things like that. Why is it? So it, it was called the Big Apple um, because. Uh, from what I, from what I, I'm, Ken I'm, still doesn't. I know it was where it was from was from like 1920, 
Um, there's a guy that came here. He kept jumping back and forth. He was pretty prominent, and he always called it the Big Apple. So they like New York City like kept the moniker of it and kept it. Mm-hmm. There's more to the story than that. That's just what I remember from because I we'll I, I literally learned like 30 things. So I have to come back to that. Um, but yeah. So uh, in closing, I'll, I'll get um, the name of that book and the actual full tidbit of the Big Apple. Um, but other than that, um, you know, in closing. Uh, for the week uh, before we wrap up I just want to let y'all know uh, that you know we've all you know shared trials and tribulations with you know as Fab said with her job and Dave said with his job and I've gone through many numerous jobs uh, myself to find myself in this position Um, but you know the we all learned and we all grew um, from taking L's right the way I the way I'm motivated I'm motivated by my L's I'm motivated by my losses because my losses only make me stronger and only make me better. And I'm sure everybody on the mic can absolutely concur with that. It's the only way you grow. You get pushed outside of your comfort zones and you have to fight and claw back to get to where you was at. But even to get even further than that, you know what I'm saying? Those L's is what builds your character and what, um, you know, makes you who you are. My L's have made me who I am and I'm damn proud of my L's. And so I embrace my Johnson. Y'all should too. Um, but yeah, we wrapping up here at the bar, um, closing up shop. Um, unless you guys have anything to add for the week, anything going on during the week? Um, it's my birthday Saturday. Hey, turn up! I'll be DJing at um, I'm on a roof on Saturday. Uh, I don't know the location yet, so by Thursday I should have the location. And check out my um, post on Blavity Life. Ooh, I saw I just, that. Yeah, I just wrote an article for them. It's about um, the art of warning, wanting more out of like life and your career, and we'll talk about that next week. Dope. Yeah, I'm with it. Blavity Life, right? Dope. Yeah, shout out to Blavity, man. Go check They're that on. Super dope. Find them on Twitter. Or Google them. Blavity life. What is blavity? Is that black gravity? No. No. Am I reaching on that? Yeah, a little. Okay. Maybe. So, is Not there that. like a? We'd have to ask them. We'll get them on the okay. show. I'm yeah, with we have people over there, right, so cool. right, we'll we get them we on the link show. Out to them, but yeah, blavity life. Follow them. They're super dope. Black people. Black. You know, support everybody. Dope. Dave, you Dave. good? Yeah, I mean, just to kind of piggyback. Yeah, first of all, Fab's um, thing was dupe. Good job on that. Thanks. You know, you know, yeah. Um, and second of all, just to yeah, piggyback off Ken thing, like, yeah, like even if a situation is not perfect for you at that moment, don't be afraid to take that jump. Um I believe it's Jonathan Wexler who is one of the big dudes in Adidas who kinda helps secure the Kanye deal. He's over like trend yeah, yeah, yeah. Like that. I saw him. John Wexler, yeah. So John Wexler was on TED Talks and his the 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 topic of his TED talk was don't be afraid to fail. Like you do all these things and it's okay to experience and you might fail, but it's not the end. It's not death, you know? So just don't be afraid to fail. All right. It's so, all a lesson, y'all. Yeah. Facts. All of that. Um, so, yeah. So closing out, you know, we raise our glasses. Cheers. Um, you know, signing out from the bar. I'm Ken. I'm Fab. And I'm Dave. And you've been listening to the Last Call podcast. Cheers. Later. Peace out. Timmy, 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 Timmy. No. <laughs> Ha <laughs> ha!